Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. you're doing here in the name of the Lord I'm gonna go to the book of Genesis um, the book of Genesis the 40th chapter and uh, I got papers flying everywhere here today uh, if anybody finds them and picks them up you just preach whatever you find praise the Lord but uh, if you can read it I write so small you probably don't even know what's gonna be there so um, Anyway, what an honor it is to be here with you. I will start with Genesis uh, chapter number 40, and uh, I will start with verse number 1, and I'll jump around here a little bit today, but uh, I, I want to say, man, what a wonderful work the Lord is doing here, what a beautiful spirit of the Lord, and uh, not just that, but uh, also, I, man, what a full house. Um, and um, that is, uh, obviously, I, I know that the Lord has uh, used this pastoral family and that God is adding to the church and growing the church. Uh, but I, I just want to, um, I cannot stress to you enough how important it is that you be here tonight. And uh, the reason I say that is I really feel like the Lord is going to have me preach to the future of this church. And um, I really challenge you to be here tonight. Man, I, I just feel something just, when I said that, something just stepped into the room. I want you to grab your neighbor by the hand and lift it up right now and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, God has his eye on this church. God's getting ready to do some things that's going to blow our minds. In the name of Jesus, um, I challenge you to be here, be here for prayer, tune in your heart in, and uh, I, I really feel like the Lord is giving me something to preach to you tonight, and um, man, do your best to, to be here tonight, do your best to be here tonight, if I don't know. Maybe if you, maybe if it's it's maybe if you don't drive at night or something, schedule you a ride or something before service is over. Uh, just because I'm telling you, I really believe it's that important uh, for you to be here tonight. We've got a we got a 17 hour drive, um, and and we've got to be home Tuesday at. 3 p.m. for a doctor's appointment for baby number four that's on the way. We're so excited about that. Uh, but I said that to say we could very easily leave after service today and start start getting on the road. But I feel it's so important for us to be here and um, to, to preach what I'm going to preach tonight. So, again, whatever you have to do to be here, please be here. And I give honor to the Straders. Man, these, these guys have been so good to us, and they're our friends, and uh, we always feel better 
uh, whenever uh, we always feel better when we get to be with them. And um, I look forward to the day that we get to come and camp out here for a little while and really have barrier breaking revival. And I believe that time's coming very soon. And uh, I honor my wife and my family. She ministered so greatly this week. And um, <clears throat> it was Elias turned two this week. And uh, man, we, we just were enjoying doing a work for the Lord. But today the Lord uh, would have me read from Genesis chapter number four, starting with verse number one. If you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say hold on. I've given you a time so I ain't holding on but um, Genesis chapter number 40 says and it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord the king of of Egypt and Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers and he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison the place where Joseph was bound and the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them and he served them and they continued a season inward and they dreamed a dream both of them each man his dream in one night each man according to the inter interpretation of his dream the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt which were bound in the prison and Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them and behold they were sad and he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the in the ward of the Lord's house saying wherefore look ye so sadly today and they said unto him we have dreamed a dream and there is no interpreter of it and Joseph said unto them do not interpretations belong to God tell me them I pray you and we see that uh, we see that Joseph interprets the butler's dream but then I will go down to verse number 16 and it says in verse number 16 when the chief baker somebody say the baker when the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head, and, and in the uppermost basket there was, uh, there was of all manner of basket meats for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. Uh, the three baskets are three days, yet within three days, shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee and shall hang thee on a tree and the bird shall eat thy flesh from off thee and it came to pass the third day which was Pharaoh's birthday that he made a feast unto all his servants and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants and he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand and he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph but forgot him I want to preach to you from this subject today, a message for 
the baker. A message for the baker. Set your, uh, set your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands one more time and let's talk to the Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, for an opportunity today, God, to preach your word once again. I do not take it lightly. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be, God, an Apache Junction. I know you're doing a work here today. I pray, God, that you would help me to help your people. These are your people, God, that you died for. I pray, God, that you would help me, Lord. Allow me to preach the situations that I have no clue about tonight, Lord. Lord, allow me, God, this morning to preach the situations, God, that I do not even know. God, bring the words to my mind and take away the, the words, Lord, that I don't need to say. Help me, God, to flow in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, let's clap your hands to the Lord. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and love him as you're seated. A message for the baker. We will begin today in ancient Egypt, but the picture on this day is not the golden deserts or the towering pyramids that we often think of whenever we think of Egypt, to palaces of royalty and all of that, but rather this today in Egypt, we are in the darkness of the king's prison. There, a very holy, a very devoted young man by the name of Joseph is held captive after being falsely accused. Though he feels alone, he is not alone. For scripture declares in Genesis 36 and 21 that the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Does anybody know that God... God knows how to work behind the scenes, even in the darkest of prisons. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter how alone you feel. I've got to tell you, you may be lonely, but you're not alone. You may be lonely, but you are not alone. It doesn't matter how ugly the situations are. I want to tell you, there is a God that is very close to you. He sees you. He knows exactly where you are this morning. And it is not long that we see that there are two other men that join Joseph in the king's prison as well. After offending the king of Egypt that we know as Pharaoh. Somebody say Pharaoh. One of one is the chief butler and the other is the chief baker. Saying that this butler is not just a normal butler at all and this baker is not just another baker here but these men being chief of each of their position were likely over hundreds of men in the kingdom themselves. He was not just a butler but he was the butler. He was the chief butler of all butlers in the kingdom and the baker was not just a baker but he was the chief baker he was the most important baker in the kingdom outside of that the butler was the king's cupbearer and the baker would prepare
prepare food for the royal table. Some believed that their offense against the king was a plot to kill the king. But since the, since scripture doesn't plainly state what their offense was, it could have been as small as the butler forgetting to grab a refill or, or a hair being found inside of the baker's famous dish at the royal table. Either way, whatever they had been accused of had placed them in the prison with a dreamer. Joseph was not only a, a dreamer, but Joseph was also a servant. It says in Genesis 40 and 4 that he served them. One verse later, we see that they dreamed a dream. I think there's a very important lesson here. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong as I'm preaching this morning. There, there is something that God wants to do on this Sunday. I, I believe that this Sunday has been marked on God's calendar for a very long time. Hear me today. Uh, the, Genesis 40 and 4 tells us that he served these men and then we see that they dream a dream. This shows us that when dreamers serve others, others dream too. Man, this is powerful to me because uh, it's not good enough for you to just dream a dream. Uh, Joseph wasn't just a dreamer, but Joseph uh, was a servant. If you're a dreamer, but you don't serve, all you get to do is have a dream. But if you're a dreamer and you serve after you dream, then you get to reproduce others in the kingdom of God that also dream. Hey, let me tell you, this is not, this is not an individual thing thing. This is a kingdom thing. I want to serve somebody. I want to pour into somebody. Hey, I want to build the kingdom of God. Hey, I want to tell you the lack of dreamers is only attributed to one thing and that's the lack. That's because of the lack of dreamers that serve others. When a dreamer learns to serve somebody else, somebody else is about to dream. Oh, I love it here today. Somebody ought to lift up your hands and say, God, you put a dream in my spirit, but it's not good enough for me to just dream. God, I got to serve somebody. God, it's not good enough for me to just dream. Oh, it's not good enough for me to think I'm going to do great things, but help me to serve somebody else. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. In Genesis 40 and 6, it says, And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers uh, that were with him in the ward of the Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? He looked at him and said, Why the long face? <laughs> And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. And the chief, the chief butler told him his dream to Joseph. And the butler explained that in his dream he saw a vine with three branches. It budded, it blossomed, and the clusters brought forth ripe grapes. And then he held... 
king's cup in his dream and he pressed the grapes into the king's cup and they returned the cup into the king's hand. Joseph being led by God gave the butler the interpretation. He says in Genesis 40 and 13 yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head and restore thee unto thy place. It was a powerful word of restoration that day. Does anybody like it when you word like that. It's a powerful word of restoration. Mr. Butler, you're going to be restored in three days. Mr. Butler, oh, you're about to see the king and everything is going to be all right for you. Mr. Butler, lift up your head. These chains that are on you, on your feet right now, they're coming off of you. These chains that have been on you for a long time, they're coming off of you, Mr. Butler. All of the doubt all of the worry of this prison out to leave behind oh hear me now remember this wasn't this wasn't just Joseph blowing smoke that day Joseph was very clear about interpretations before he ever revealed the first interpretation to the butler he asked before in Genesis 40 and 8 do not interpretations belong to the Lord hear me when they spoke of having no interpreter for th for their dreams Joseph explained that there was only one who owned the interpretations. And that was, Joseph wasn't some gifted man. He wasn't just some gifted man that was able to, that was able to make up the interpretations. But he said they all belong to God. Joseph was simply the messenger here. Joseph was speaking what thus saith the Lord. Joseph did drum up interpretations. This was a direct word from God through Joseph to the butler. Anybody ever had God speak directly to you? Oh, you're going to preach with me here today. I'm going to come get you. Hear me right now. Anybody ever had, had God speak to you and you said, oh, yeah, God had a, had a word for me. You didn't know how. How in the world did the preacher know my situation? How in the world did that evangelist that I never knew came and spoke to me? I want to tell you how because the interpretations belong to the Lord. And when it's your day, it's your day, baby. When it's your day and God has a word. You better get ready because it's coming to you. Oh, this is what was happening here. Joseph spoke about the deliverance that would soon take place in the butler's life. Scripture doesn't tell us what the butler did upon receiving this word. But I imagine he did what you and I did whenever God gave us a word. I'm sure he wept. I'm sure he rejoiced. I'm sure he lifted up his hands in that prison and said oh God I thought I was forgotten I thought it was the end I thought it was over oh what do you do when you receive a word I'm sure he danced I'm sure he shouted what a word he received from the throne room that day you're coming out you're coming out of the prison that's what he received but what I got to preach to you is not all that today. 
what I've come to preach to you is actually quite a bit different because the Bible says in Genesis 40 and 16 that when the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream. Oh, Jesus. I pray that someone hears what I'm going to preach here today. Because I, I know this is for somebody in this place here today. I could have pre- preached a lot of things, but this is what the Lord has sent me here to preach. Scripture says that when the baker saw that the butler's word was good, that the baker pursued the, uh, that, that the baker pursued Joseph uh, for a word as well. You see, the baker wasn't after a word from God. The baker was after a word of good. Somebody say a good word. The baker didn't want the interpretation of the Lord. The baker simply desired a good word. He was asking for something pleasant. He was asking for something agreeable, something becoming, something favorable to his situation. He was saying, Joseph, I heard what you just said to the butler. I heard that in three days, everything's going to be all right. I heard in three days that the that the chains are coming off. Oh, you know what he was saying? He's saying, preacher, butter me up. Preacher, take it easy on me. Preacher, tell me everything's good and everything's going to be okay. Preacher, give me something good on a Sunday morning. Give me something that feels good. Give me something that looks good. Give me something that convinces me no matter what the truth is really it's all good you see the, you got to hear me today the baker he was saying preacher Joe I sure like how you interpreted his dream I wish you would give me something similar surely you can see with me the pressure that the preacher faced on that day but surely we can understand it's the same pressure that the preacher of today faces the spirit of the baker doesn't want a preacher ruffling feathers the spirit of the baker oh God I feel the Holy Ghost here today oh I'm going to preach this today the spirit of the baker he don't want the truth he just wants something that feels good let me tell you there's churches all over Arizona you can't even count the amount of churches in Arizona that that are called up with the spirit of the baker. Give me a good word preacher. Don't preach against my sin. Don't tell me I'm going to hell. Don't tell me I'm in trouble. Oh, Joseph, what are you going to do, Joseph? Joseph, the God's giving you the truth, Joseph. What are you going to do? Are you going to butter him up and you're going to give the congregation what they want? Are you going to give them the interpretation that God has given you? I want to tell you the spirit of the baker doesn't want the preacher calling out sin. Oh, I got to preach this today. The spirit of the baker, 
He doesn't want the preacher to say, get this out of your house. The spirit of the baker, oh, that spirit, he don't want, he don't want the pastor to stand up and say, hey, listen, I know we've never lived this, but we're going, we're going to institute a new conviction in this church. Why are we going to institute a new conviction in this church? Because we see the enemy is coming in like a flood, and we see that the adversary is coming against us, and we've got to put up a new wall and a new safeguard. The baker don't want that. The baker just says, hey, tell me it's all good. Tell me everything's all right. Tell me I'm going to be okay, preacher. Tell me I can live however I want to live. Oh, tell oh, tell me these chains are going to come off, even though they really ain't. The spirit of the baker only wants to hear good news, even if it's not the truth. Oh, God. I gotta preach to somebody. It's the spirit of the it's the spirit of the baker that simply sermonizes. I ain't come to sermonize for you here today. You can get on YouTube and you can look up a million other preachers that'll sermonize and give you something good. But I come to preach to somebody in the room who's in trouble today. Oh, God, you ain't going to like this, but I got to tell you, oh, when you got sin in your life, you're not okay. I've got to tell you here today, oh, when when you're living lost, you're not going to make it to heaven. I've got to tell you today, when you got sin in your house, sin in your family, sin in your kids, sin in your marriage, oh, sin in your personal life, I've got to tell you, the baker don't want to hear it. Oh, but Joseph stood up that day and he said, boy, you got to hear me. I really don't want to say it, but I've got to give you what God gave me in three days your head is coming off in three days you're going to die in three days you're going to meet the king I got to preach to somebody somebody's going to meet the king and it ain't going to be pretty somebody's going to meet the king and it ain't going to be pretty because you ain't ready to meet the king I want to tell you it's not okay if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ it's not okay if you're not living and walking in repentance it's not okay if you haven't been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost oh listen there's a lot of churches out there that's that's consumed with the baker spirit that you you can go to And when you get there, they'll tell you you're okay. But the problem is when you meet the king, you're going to die. Oh, God, I've got to preach to you here today. You can't, this whole church thing, this whole church thing, it ain't pick whatever church you want. This whole church thing, it ain't dependent on what flavor of doctrine you want. Hey, let me tell you, Scripture says there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. What's that mean? There's one Lord and his name is Jesus. There's one faith, that means there's one doctrine. There's one way to believe. There's only one way and there's one baptism that means there's only one baptism and it is in the name of Jesus Christ spirit of the baker says well you can be baptized any way you want I want to tell you there's only one baptism Acts 2 says it Acts 8 says it Acts 10 says it Acts 19 says it Acts 22 says it it's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins come on let's lift our hands and pray in this place right now 
I got a message for the baker here today. Hey, baker, you ain't okay. I've got a message for the baker today. I know you wanted a good word today, but you ain't getting one because I got to be a Joseph. I got to be a Joseph and give you what does sayeth the Lord. You're in trouble. You're in trouble, baker. You got to get your life right. Hey, baker, you're in trouble. You're on your way to hell if you don't make some changes. Hey, baker, you got to hear me, baker. You got to make adjustments. Hey, baker, you got to get your house in order. Hey, baker, you're not getting a good word from me. Oh, Jesus. Hear me today. Thank God for a Joseph. You got a Joseph that stands up every Sunday. You got a Joseph that stands up every Wednesday. You got to understand the pressures that Joseph had that day. Scripture says, when he saw that the word he gave to the butler was good, he said, all right, if you're handing out good stuff today, give it to me. Oh, you got to hear, you know what that meant? That meant don't give me anything ugly. Don't tell me to clean out my house. Oh, Jesus. Don't get up and preach conviction, Pastor. I don't want that. Tell me I can live right where I'm at and everything is okay. I want to tell you, thank God for a Joseph that'll stand up. Thank God for a Joseph that will stand up and declare what thus saith the Lord. Hey, let me tell you something, church. Let me tell you what the Lord's been talking to me as I'm walking around these altars. What God is getting ready to do in this church. You got to understand, I heard y'all singing about your city. And I was singing right there with you. But the Lord began to deal me deal with me that we've got to we've got to change our mindset cuz when we're singing about God doing something in our city, our vision ain't big enough. I want to tell you, God's given this church a regional authority. Shout out behind but it don't happen. It don't happen when you got a Joseph that'll bend to the pressure of the baker. Oh, come on. Oh, not everybody's going to follow. Not everybody's going to want to follow that Joseph. Oh, hear me, preacher. Let me prophesy to you. You're going to take stands that's never been taken in this church. And people are going to get upset and people are going to leave. But I promise you, God will replace every one of them. And you'll have such a You'll have such a season of growth. You have such a season of growth, it'll blow your mind what he does. Come on, just keep giving the interpretation. Keep giving what God said to give. Come on, there's always going to be a baker that don't want to live it. There's always going to be a baker that don't want the truth. Oh, but somebody in this room knows it's only the truth that will make us free. It's only the truth. Hey, let me tell you, if you don't have truth in your church, you don't even have the Lord in your church. He said, I am the way and the truth. Hey, let me tell you, when you remove truth out of the equation, when you trade truth for good, it never ends good. 
Come on, lift up your hands and talk to the Lord right now. Yandole ba yo shatada bahai. Come on, there was a moment. I got to tell you that the spirit of the baker has and will come to every preacher. It's come to me. I've had the opportunity to preach some crazy places this year. I stood on the campus of Yale University. Acts 2.38 never been preached in that chapel. And I stood there and there was professors all around who was, man, who was very educated in their religion. And the voice came to me, what are you going to do? What are you going to preach? Don't you know you're outnumbered here? Let me tell you, when you got this word, baby, it don't matter how many's before you. You ain't never outnumbered when you got this word. Oh, and you begin to preach truth there is another that comes with it and it's God himself you're never outnumbered I begin to get up come on there were Catholics that sat there before me there were non-denominationals that sat before me and I begin to preach that there was one way and that you had to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost oh except a man be born of water and of spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom and when I begin to preach that. Let me tell you something. Stepped into that room. God filled three people with the Holy Ghost at Yale University. We took a girl out and baptized her in Jesus' name. What am I saying? Sure, there were people that rejected it. But I want to tell you what truth does. Truth reaches. Reaches through the crowd and gets a hold of hearts. Oh God, somebody lift up your hands and pray in this place. Hear me right now when I got there to yell. The man that was over the the man that was over the college ministry there came up to me. He said, Man, listen. He said, There's no doubt God's gonna give an outpouring of the Holy Ghost today. I said, Tell me what's going on. He said, Bro, since the beginning of the year, he said, every student, he said, every every Christian organization, he said, no matter what denomination they were, he said, they have met at 6 a.m. daily. And 9 p.m. nightly. Every day. And their prayer was one prayer. Lord, pour out your spirit upon this campus. They didn't even know what they were praying for. But I've got to tell you, oh, what, what, what a casual apostolic will just toss away and let go of. Well, my pastor said, when my pastor starts preaching about that, I'm gone. I'm going another place. Well, you might as well leave now. Because that spirit is polluting the whole atmosphere. And the Lord is putting a hunger in churches all around this place. Just to experience what we've already experienced. But the baker will trade the truth in a moment. Just give me something good. Oh, I wish somebody lift up your hands right now. My message is so simple today. 
I've got, I know I've said multiple things, but my message is so simple, and that's this. There's a baker in the room here today, and you better get it right, baker. Come on, there's a baker in the room today, and you got to get it right because you're wrong. you got to get it right. Come on right now. The hard truth to the baker is this. You're in big trouble, baker. You're in trouble with the king. And I'm not talking about the king of Egypt. I'm talking about the king of kings. Oh, I wish somebody lift up your hands and talk to the Lord right now. What are you going to do about it, Baker? How many weeks are you going to sit there with that sin in your spirit? What are you going to do, Baker? How many weeks are you going to sit there with that bitterness and that offense and that jealousy? What are you going to do, Baker? How long are you going to sit there? Hey, I'm not come to give you a good word. I've come to give you the right word. And that word is a word from from God. Yeah. Romans 6 and 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I've got to preach to you the truth to the baker, and that is this. If there is sin in my house, there is death in my house. For the wages of sin is death. Somebody say wages. Oh, I got to preach to somebody right now. Somebody say sin. We got to preach about sin today. Just as one of us who would accept a job offer as we sign the contract with our displayed salary or pay agreeing to our wages, sin has a wage. Sin is something that we sign up for without reading the whole contract. Sin is the lifestyle that we dive into without re reading what we will receive for sinning. Sin and your offer is death. Think about that right now. If you will sin, your offer, if you will do this job, your offer is death. Hell, he never puts the rookies of sin on display. He never, he never puts the veterans of sin on display. He only puts the rookies of sin. Those, oh, he, those that are, that are strung out in addictions or those that are in a grave. Come on, hell doesn't put them in your mind when it comes to sin. He will highlight the one that's still having a good time. No one would dive into sin if the true result of what they were going to be was displayed right in front of them. The adversary loves the fact that we don't research it and we don't dig into it. We just dive into it. He loves the fact that we don't look at the wage that we're going to be paid. He loves the fact that we don't that, that what looks good and feels good even though it doesn't pay good but it pays hurt hopelessness, betrayal, addiction, and death. He loves the fact that we sign on the dotted line. Don't even think about the interpretation. It's not a popular message, but I feel like a Joseph today because somebody has come to church saying, tell me something good, preacher. Let's stand across the building. Tell me something good, preacher. It's Sunday. I got to check off the checklist that I made it to church on Sunday. Listen to me, Baker. Just because you're in the building don't mean you're right.
Just because you're in the building don't mean that you, you are where you need to be. Come on, brother, if you'll give us give a little something to play. We're not going to have any singers right now. But what we are going to have is we're going to give an opportunity for somebody in this room to get their life where it needs to be. Oh, and Mr. Baker, if you refuse to pray today, shame on you. If you refuse to pray today, shame on you because it's not going to be long and you're going to meet the king. Somebody lift up your hands and pray right now in this place. God, let truth prevail today. God, I've given your people your word. I pray that you would stir somebody's hearts. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Get to an altar today and say, God, I want to make sure that I'm where I need to be. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Come on, truth is prevailing in this room today. Somebody get to an altar and say, God, is there anything in my life that I need to deal with today come on it's sad situations like this too many times it's the baker that won't move in situations like this so many times the butler he responds he responds he's going to have a life but too many times it's the baker oh words like this to just they don't settle with me preacher Words like this don't settle with me. Come on, that's why you're going to meet the king, and that's why you're going to be lost. Come on, I'm praying for somebody right now, Lord. Stir your people. God, stir your people. Come on, God's already died for you. He's already paid a price. That's it. Come on, come on. Step out of that pew. Lift up them hands. God, what is it? What is it in me, God? Search me, Lord. Search me, Lord. Come on, two-minute altar call. I ain't going to do it today. Somebody search your heart. Somebody search your heart. Oh, come on. We're going to meet the king. We're all going to meet the king. God, help me the day I meet the king. God, help me when I meet the king. Oh, Lord, let me have made it right. Come on, young lady. You got to pray today. Come on, young man. You got to pray today. Come on, sir. We got a lot of... A lot of looking around. Why don't we close our eyes? Come on, why don't we close our eyes? Come on, I don't need no amens right now. God is looking for somebody to cry out unto Him. Oh, God. Shut up, oh, your son. God, help me to get it right. Help me to be what I'm supposed to be. Come on, let's pray. Let's all pray, all of us. Come on.